Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Wednesday, November 22nd, 2023, and this is day 2072 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you and praise you and glorify you above all others. Thank you so much, my Lord, for all the things that you've done for us and that you you are doing for us, that we not take it for granted, that we will show gratitude always, not just on Thanksgiving, which we're grateful for, but to show Thanksgiving to you each and every moment of our lives. I thank you so much, my Lord, for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask, Father, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in. Today's message is, the twisted truth is dangerous. The twisted truth is dangerous. We're going to be coming out of Galatians chapter 1 verses 1 through 24. Galatians 1 verses 1 through 24. And it says, Paul, an apostle, sent not from men, nor by a man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the dead, and all the brothers and sisters with me. To the churches in Galatia, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins to rescue us from the present evil age, according to the will of our God and Father, to whom the glory forever and to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel, which is really no gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and are trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we are an angel, if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, let them be under God's curse, as we have already said. So now I say again, if anybody is preaching to you a gospel other than what you accepted, let them be under God's curse. Paul is laying it out, isn't he? He's letting them know and Here's what's happening here. It says, I'm going to read it straight from my commentary, that Paul and Barnabas had had just completed their first missionary journey. They had visited Iconium, Lystra, and Derby cities in the Roman province of Galatia, which is present-day Turkey. Upon returning to Antioch, Paul was accused by some Jewish Christians of diluting Christianity to make it more appealing to Gentiles. These Jewish Christians disagree with Paul's statements that Gentiles did not have to follow many of the religious 
laws that the Jews had obeyed for centuries. Some of Paul's accusers had even followed him to those Galatian cities and and had told the Gentile converts they had to be be circumcised and follow all the Jewish laws and customs in order to be saved. According to these men, Gentiles had to first become Jews in order to become Christians. In response to this threat, Paul wrote this letter to the Galatian churches. In it, he explains that following the Old Testament laws or the Jewish laws will not bring salvation. A person is saved by grace through faith. And this is what Paul is up against. This is why he said twice, he said, let them be under God's curse. This is watering down basically the word of God. Now, let me go to verse 10. He says, am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. And I know many of you can attest to this. We can't be people pleasers and do the will of God. We must love God, be pleasers of God to serve his people. Verse 11, I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that the gospel I preached is not of human origin. I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it. Rather, I received it by revelation from Jesus Christ. For you have heard of my previous way of life in Judaism, how intensely I preached uh, the church how I intensely I persecuted the church of God and tried to destroy it. So he's given his own testimonial, his background of how he was against God at first. He says, I was advancing in Judaism beyond many of my own age among my people and was extremely zealous for the traditions of my fathers. He was a Jew as well. And he, that's why he said Judaism. He, and he was, you know, I mean, uh, so zealous in the work but when god who set me apart from my from apart from my mother's womb and called me by his grace was pleased to reveal his son in me so that i might preach him among the gentiles my immediate response was not to consult any human being i did not go up to jerusalem to see those who were apostles before i i was but i went into arabia later I returned to Damascus. Then after, in Damascus is where he encountered Jesus for the first time. Uh, then after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to get acquainted with Cephas and stayed with him 15 days. I saw none of the other apostles, only James, the Lord's brother. I assure you before God that what I am writing you is no lie. Then I went to Syria and Cilicia. I was personally unknown to the churches of Judea that are in Christ. The only, the only, they only heard the report. The man who formerly persecuted us is now preaching the faith he once tried to destroy, and they praise God because of me. So Paul is very passionate about what he's doing, and just as we should be, and and sharing, you know, forthrightly his 
uh, testimony and 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 what God delivered him from and how he was, you know, one of the main persecutors of the church, literally locking people up in prison and, and even having Christians killed if they did not want to conform and stop preaching about Jesus. Point number one, have you ever, um, uh, have you ever uh, been out with elders or, or, um, uh, of your family and uh I'm sorry I can hardly read my own writing <laughs> uh so have you ever been hearing or listening or out with elders of your family and listen to their amazing stories I have and I love it although it can get a little confusing at times uh when you hear the same story told in many different ways by the time they're done, you're wondering which version is true. <laughs> it's kind of funny, but when it comes to the word of God, we need to make sure that whoever's sharing it is sharing the unadulterated truth, meaning not mixed or diluted with any different or extra elements, complete and absolute, pure. If they are not, let them know with you know, with the truth from the word of God that, you know, this is not what the word of God says, what you're sharing. Please help me understand where you're coming from. Um, who knows? They may have made a mistake. It, it may have been unintentional, not not meaning any harm, or it could be intentional, twisting um, the truth to water down the word of God. Point number two, so often a twisting of the truth is more difficult to spot than an outright lie. The Judaizers, uh, Jewish teachers of the law who uh, wanted to turn Gentiles into Jews, were twisting the truth about Jesus Christ. They claimed to follow him, but they denied that Jesus' work on the cross was sufficient for salvation. They believed that along with salvation, they must also be converted to Jewish beliefs, such as circumcision and dietary restrictions, along with many of their own rules and regulations. If we're not careful, we too can fall into a trap of lies, which are modern day cults. So in order to stand up on the truth, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. We must study the word regularly, daily. It's your spiritual food, just like we feed our flesh daily with food. I mean, you know, we might be on a fast to put the flesh to death, you know, um, uh, so that the spiritual man is stronger. That's different. But, you know, we are not going to miss too many days of eating. We might miss a day, or but we're going to feed that flesh. We're going to feed it food, and that's how it stays alive. Well, our spiritual man needs even more uh, because we're in warfare. This is spiritual warfare we're in. It's not a physical fight. This is fighting with these evil spirits through the power of God. God gives us the power to fight in the spirit. He has equipped us with the Holy Spirit uh, to allow us to do this. So get into a Bible-believing, uh, Jesus-loving, God-fearing church if you're not already. Pray regularly, strengthening your relationship with the Lord. This is how we talk to God, by praying and, and just 
you know, just talking to him just like you would someone else, but honoring him first, coming to his throne with thanksgiving and glorifying him first. Um, and then, you know, making your request known. And and you may not even have a request. You may just want to go to him and just just thank him, you know, and and honor him. I I remember when I was um I don't know, I must have been a teenager and I and we didn't go to church um at all coming up and my mother was raised in church and she was turned off by church. I don't know exactly what all happened, but she did not after they became after she and some of her siblings became adults. I think the majority of them, it was 11 of them, uh, stopped going to church. And I remember hearing these stories that, you know, from her and others that all preachers were crooks. Now, this is another thing that we need to be real careful of is putting everybody in one box. Like all people do this, all this and that, you know, it's it's and and that and that's twisting uh the truth you know uh so it's really lying so that i would hear all preachers were crooks uh and i would hear that um that uh they just want to take your money and uh that they would come to your houses you know for dinner back in the day and and get all the choice food you know and leave the the rest of the family with a little of nothing. And, and those are some of the things that were even depicted in movies. The preacher, the pastor uh, would come to the house. This was uh, mainly seen that from what I would see. I don't know if it was white churches and black churches, but the black church and how the pastor would come over and, and to the family's house and, and sit there for dinner. He would be invited over and he would eat all the you know choice pieces of the chicken and the, the kids would get hardly nothing. This is some of the stuff that I would hear. And uh, and then the other thing that I heard and that all pastors drove Cadillacs, you know, and they didn't care about the people. They just wanted to get rich off of you and, and that they were sleeping around with the women in the church. I mean, these are the things that I heard that tainted my vision of pastors and preachers and evangelists and apostles. And, you know, um, and then later in life, uh, when in my early 20s, I went to church for the very first time truly going. As, as kids, we would walk up to our neighborhood church every now and then, but my mother didn't go with us and we would go for Sunday school, but I didn't really know much. You know, we didn't, I don't even recall what we learned, but when I went as a young adult and I got to know who Jesus was, all of those things changed. I got to see for myself you know, that pastors uh, are just are human beings just like us and, and called of God for a, a special purpose. And that is to uh, shepherd his people, you know, and to feed his sheep and to to teach and guide us and lead us. And, and I, I've sat under amazing pastors and, and along with their wives. And, and I repent for saying or thinking such a thing about pastors. Yeah, some of them drive Cadillacs. Yeah, it might be some of them doing some crooked stuff. Yeah, but not all pastors are that way. Listen, I am one of those. <laughs> Who would think that I would uh, later in life grow up to be a pastor? I, I, 
I never asked to be ordained. I never looked for anything like that. That was not my choice growing up. Like, oh, I'm going to become a pastor. Never. Or or an evangelist or whatever it is, a minister, whatever, whatever it is that you want to call it. But, but God calls us into the work that he's given us to do, whatever that gift is that he's given us. And so I changed that quickly. And I've learned to not um, just paint people with a broad brush and say, all people are this way. That is truly lying or twisting the truth. So being aware of that, what is it? Maybe that God has shown you that, you know, maybe I've been putting all these people in the same box or judging them or, or whatever and, and criticizing in areas that we should not be doing. We shouldn't judge others. Uh, God said we're fruit inspectors. We'll know them by their fruit. So that's what we do. We look at the fruit and uh, being aware. Maybe you're one of those that like Paul being judged or put down because of preaching and teaching the word of God. Well, be encouraged and keep doing what God has called you to do. And if you're on the other side of the fence, putting others down, it's your day to repent and get it right. That's what God put on my heart to do. And I, I've asked him, I have asked him to forgive me for that. Now, if you don't know Jesus, this is your day. Romans 10 and 9 says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Glory be to God. I love you all so very much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor, and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E-B like boy, U-Y-C-K-S, Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. And don't forget to check us out on T-ZoneKC.org to learn more about what we're doing in the community, teaching our youth about life skills, workforce skills, entrepreneurship development, peer mediation, human trafficking awareness, and DIY projects. We thank you all from the bottom of our heart for all you do for us. All of your donations, it may be $10 a month. You would be amazed how much of a difference that $10 is making in the lives of our youth. So thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day. Fulfilling the purpose that God has given you, and I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.